save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Hi everyone, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. I'm your host for Yoga Birth Babies, and I just finished a fantastic conversation with Jessica Mujis. We talked about rainbow babies and miscarriage. And while that may not sound like just like a happy topic, the way that Jessica approached the conversation, it was rich, it was insightful, it was juicy. We hashed out her story, hashed out my story, and I think anyone that has gone through miscarriage or maybe going through it now or has supported anyone through it will find some real wisdom in this conversation. So it felt amazing to get back behind my microphone and put my headset back on. I have taken a little bit of a break from the podcast, and if you might have noticed, we put some renewed podcasts up, some of the older conversations, because I'm smack dab in the middle of a pretty extensive teacher training schedule. We just finished our New York teacher training about a month ago. And then last week I was in Charlotte, North Carolina at Yoga One with an amazing group of people. And then I'm back there in December. And then January and February, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia. And that still has a few spots. And then there's about five spots left for the New York spring teacher training. So four trainings from September through May. I love what I do. So I'm so honored that I get to do this. But then I decided, why not also add an online course? So during all this, I'm putting up Who's Afraid of the Pregnant Yogi, which is my online course. So there's quite a bit. But as I mentioned, it was so good to get back into the conversation and back on the podcast, which is something I'm truly passionate about. So thank you for being part of the community and listening and supporting all this. All right. So enjoy the podcast. It's with Jessica Mujis. She is the founder of Gem Yoga. NYC. It's a company that specializes in classes and events for babies, children, and families in New York City. And she happens to teach at PYC. She teaches our storytime yoga class. So enjoy the conversation. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, Jessica. Thank you for giving me a few moments of your time. I'm so excited to speak with you. Thanks for talking to me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. I love that when we can kind of pick people out of the community and hear more of their stories. Everyone has a story, and I feel like we don't get to know each other well enough. And as you know, community is so big at PYC. So I'm excited to hear um, about you and your and your history and your past and your pregnancies. So let's just jump into telling the community a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, I live here in New York City in the Upper West Side, right near PYC. So I've uh, been there for both my pregnancies. Um, 
I have a two-year-old daughter. I've got my husband and my dog here, and I'm currently expecting a baby boy, so pregnant now. Um, And my background's in dance, so I had a modern dance company for a number of years, and I started teaching children's dance classes during that time. And then from there, I found children's yoga and just really, really loved that. Um, So I've been teaching yoga to kids for about almost 10 years now. Um, After having my daughter, I took a little break and then I ended up starting my own company. It's called uh, Gem Yoga NYC. And we have classes here in New York City for babies, families, uh, children of all ages. Um, And then I also write. So I've got a blog about motherhood, pregnancy, um, and that's liftedintotheworld.com. And I took a little hiatus on that, but I've started writing a little bit more recently. That's great. So I'm, I didn't know that you had your own modern dance company. I want to hear more about that. Yeah. So I, uh, I went to Connecticut College. I was a dance major there. And then a friend, uh, my friend Kate and I co-founded a company called No March Dance. We combined. It was my maiden name and her name. Uh, and we kind of toured around New York, Connecticut, New Jersey for a number of years. And I also make videos. So I would make like video installations that would be projected on the back of the the stage and we would have a dance that went along with it. So it was a ton of fun. Um, that sounds so, great. Yeah. It was I great. looked at Kong college briefly Did when you I was really? at, yeah, when I was at Bard, I was actually considering transferring to Kong college. And then I talked to my mom. She's like, isn't Bard and Kong college pretty much the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like probably. Yeah. <laughs> So I stayed put and then I transferred to a, a conservatory of music, but yeah. Was, oh, okay. So that yeah. was different. Right? Yeah, it was different. But <laughs> and so then when I saw that on your bio, I'm like, oh, I didn't know she went there. It's a, it's a great dance program. Yeah. The, the dance program's excellent. Do you feel like, at least I have so many yoga teachers have a dance background? So many. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like kind of a natural progression, I feel, because it's I feel like after a while, my body was just aching. Yes, it's a safer version <laughs> of dance, especially vinyasa. Yeah. It's their safer version because I remember it being in so yes. many shows. I did musical theater in many shows. They didn't care if it was a healthy position for the body. It was about oh, the no. shape and the look, especially mm-hmm. I remember doing, um, it was cabaret and there was, oh, it was so painful, this thing on these chairs. <laughs> and it didn't matter. <laughs> it's, we had, you know, this is what it was. So yeah, I find a lot of dancers progress as, I don't want to say as we get older, but maybe as we get wiser yeah. with what's best for our body. <laughs> Absolutely. It just feels so good when I first started yoga. I'm like, oh, my, I've been hyperextending my, my knees this whole time. Yeah, which and, was know, celebrated in dance. And, exactly. and, and you're like, yeah, oh, is this is why the back of my knees are always hurting. <laughs> I get <Yes>. it now. <laughs> so wonderful. I want to transition a little bit because one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you is I know I can't believe I'd been in this yoga and birth world for so long, but it wasn't until recently I heard the term rainbow baby. And I didn't know that. In fact, when I looked a couple of years, like maybe a couple months ago, I was looking it up and I was like, butterfly baby. I'm like, no rainbow baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, do you want to talk a little bit about what that means and, and your own experience? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So right now I'm, I'm pregnant with my rainbow baby. So a rainbow baby is, um, a baby that you have after pregnancy loss. Um, so yeah, I, I, between my daughter and this current pregnancy, um, I had experience with a miscarriage, which, um, was 
you know, devastating and really rocked my world, even though I know how common miscarriages are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to experience it was really, um, it really brought me down. And, um, so basically what happened was I, uh, my daughter had turned two. We decided that, um, we wanted to have another baby and we started trying and it happened pretty quickly. It was very blessed. And, um, I kind of was with my daughter, I got spoiled cause I got pregnant quickly and the pregnancy was pretty uneventful. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, okay, here we go again. And, and I was feeling like it was going to be the same, but, um, at my first appointment, I remember the doctor was doing the ultrasound and she's like, Hmm, what am I, what am I looking at here? And she seemed kind of confused. So my husband and I were like, Oh no, is this not happening? Is there something wrong? Um, so she brought in another doctor who gets on the ultrasound looks and goes, Oh no, this is a twin pregnancy. Oh, she goes, yeah. She goes, Oh, that's not, I guess the other doctor thought maybe it was a hematoma and a sack, but she said, Oh no, these are two sacks. This is a twin pregnancy. So we went from in like one minute, we went from thinking I was pregnant to thinking I wasn't to think, to thinking we were having twins. Wow. So it was, it was really like, Whoa. So, but she said, you know, it's really early. I was only maybe five weeks. So we don't see, you know, the heartbeats yet, but come back next week and we'll take a look. And so we left that appointment, I think just in shock being like, oh my God, we're going to have twins. And (laughs) we were, we were planning on one baby. Like that day we were going to go look at new cars. We were like, maybe we shouldn't even look at cars. We might need a bigger car. Yes. Um, so for that week was brutal, just like the wait. And then at my second appointment, I saw the doctor and she, she's looking and she goes, okay, we, we saw a little flicker of a heartbeat in one sec. And then the other one was just empty. So she said, okay, this is very common. It's called a a vanishing twin, which I hadn't heard about until this, but apparently it is fairly common where there are two sacks and two babies. And then one of them essentially just vanishes. It just goes away and the other one's still there. So we said, okay, but I was kind of, there was something wrong. I, I just felt just something didn't seem right. Cause even the heartbeat to me, she's like, you see that, right? You see that. And I did, but I was like, was she trying to convince you? Yeah. It was like almost strange. Like she couldn't find the sound of it either. She could just see the flicker. So I, during that week I had done a ton of research about twin pregnancies and I was like, you know what? I'd like to see a specialist. Is there someone who specializes in twins that I can see and get another ultrasound? And she said, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they're affiliated with the hospital. So that later that week, I made the appointment. And I wanted to go as soon as possible. So my husband wasn't able to get off of work. So I, I went alone. And I was so nervous. And I get there. And, I, and for those people who have gotten an ultrasound, so the ultrasound, ultrasound tech can't really tell you anything, mm-hmm. which is hard. So I'm in the appointment. And she's looking. And I'm like, I'm looking at the screen. And I'm thinking, Okay, like I don't, I don't see any. I don't. Did see you see a the flicker. flicker? Okay. No, I didn't. And I'm like, that's. I, I. It was strange. Like she's like really trying to look around and like, and I go, is there only one? And she goes, no, there's two. And I'm like, okay, but I don't see. I didn't see any flicker. So you know, I started to get that sinking feeling. She goes, okay, let me get the doctor. So the doctor comes in, and starts looking also looks confused. She goes, wait, you saw the heartbeat a few days ago? I said, yeah, we, we did. I, you know, I thought we did. We saw a flicker. Okay. 
have you had any bleeding? No. Have you had cramping? I said, no. And so she leaves and goes to get another doctor. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I know what's happening. And I just kind of the floodgates open. I just started like, it was like this visceral reaction. I just started sobbing. And I remember he came in, he's looking and he asked me the same questions. Have you had cramping? Have you had bleeding? And I remember him saying, do you feel pregnant? And I was like, uh, I guess, you know, when you're like six weeks pregnant, you, you, I don't know what that means. Like you might not feel pregnant. I said, I think so. And, and then he looked further and he said, I'm so sorry. This is a demise. And I was, I just remember that word and being like, what? Um, and I kind of, at that point, since I was alone, I think I kind of went into like shock mode. So I was just completely shocked. And I called my husband. He goes, okay, so what is it? Is it one? I said, none. I said, there's nothing. And he was just like completely thrown aback. He's like, what do you mean? There's nothing. I, and I remember just saying, I don't think I could do this. Like, I don't think I could do this. Um, you know, I was just completely, uh, just thrown. Um, and I just knew though, meanwhile, my daughter's at home. My brother was watching her and I'm like, I got to get home to my daughter now. Um, so it was really, really hard. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know. I, I hear these stories. I had a story like that. I actually had two stories, which I didn't realize again was Rainbow Baby. When I was talking to Ursula, she's like, you have a double Rainbow Baby. Oh. Um, so I'm I understand sorry. that. No, it's okay. I'm pretty open about it. But each story, like every time I hear it, it is just... It's heartbreaking because everyone, you know, there is a loss. Even if it's early, it's still a loss. Mm -hmm. It's an expectation. And, and you mm -hmm. went for a bit of a roller coaster of, of one yeah. to two to one to what? It's, exactly. thank you for sharing that. I think it's, yeah, I think absolutely. the more people hear this and understand, you know, we, a lot of people go through it again. I don't remember the statistics off the top of my head, but that mm -hmm. it is common, but it's real. And finding support and hearing other people have gone through it, I think can feel very supportive. Yeah. That's why like when this was happening, I found there were, um, kind of different reactions around me. Um, some people feeling like, Oh, okay, let's, I won't bring this up cause I don't want you to think about it. And meanwhile, it's like, I'm thinking about this all day. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather for me personally, I know everyone's different with grief, but for me personally, I wanted to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted people to ask me how I was doing. And I also kind of made this promise to myself. I was, I said, 
to honor these twins that could have been and for some reason aren't, I am always going to talk about them. And I'm, you know, it's not something I'm ashamed of. It's something that I think it just makes me feel better to, you know, not keep it a secret because it's, I mean, I, I knew that my mother had had miscarriages. I knew my mother-in-law had. So it was helpful at least to know. Mm-hmm. But the more I talk to people now, I realize it's like, I mean, I've seen statistics like one in four. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, very common. Yeah, it's a lot more common than people think. And I, I like that you talk about it and that you want to find support. I think it's really hard when people don't, maybe they, they think they're ashamed or mm-hmm. they question if they did anything. I remember my mm-hmm. doctor... In hindsight, I'm like, oh, he definitely saw something weird because I knew with my son, he took blood at the first, uh, the first time that he did the ultrasound. And I also being a little crazy about these and like, what's the heartbeat? Like, you know, you, like you saw something <laughs> yes. and knew, um, and the fact that your doctor is trying to be like, do you see that? Do you see that? Yeah. I could relate because my doctor's like, oh, we'll take blood the next time. And then I'm like, mm. oh, cause I went at eight and then 12 weeks. And I remember also being, right. I brought my son to that 12 week one thinking, you know, it's all fine. And mm-hmm. my husband wasn't there. And so I had to kind of gather Shay up and get back. And oh. like, so I hear you on how overwhelming it can be. Like you're by yourself and you hear this. You just want to reach out to your, your support team and be like, what's going on? Yes, exactly. And I, the hard part with this was we, I hadn't told anybody because oh. we were, uh, my husband and I were like, you know, let's at least find out if it's one or two babies. I don't know. <laughs> we, we kind of like wanted to know more. Um, and it was hard for me, but I didn't even tell my best friends in this few week period. So I had no one that knew. Oh. So that uh, it was. So then you, you're like, guess what? But and. Exactly. So that was, I mean, I learned from that, like when I was blessed to get pregnant again with this pregnancy, I'm like, I'm telling people very early that I love because if something were to happen again, I can't go through this this thing. Yeah. When I call, hi, I was pregnant and it was twins and now I'm not anymore. It was, it was horrible. Um, feeling I had never felt that alone. I remember that morning when I woke up after I was like, I'm completely alone. Like I, and then I started making the calls and talking to people, which helped. And how did you handle it? What did you say to people? Um, I think I had one or two friends that I actually, I texted immediately when I was in that shock mode. Cause I was like, help, like, what do I do? I have to go home to my daughter now. And I just needed, I needed support. Um, but most of my family and friends, I, I, I remember the next day I, I was, I went for a walk and I just was like calling people and letting them know. And it was horrible but it was, it was strange that first day, like I had this like adrenaline, almost like, okay, I got to get this done. I'm going to tell everyone. So I almost felt okay. A little bit numb probably, Mm -hmm. um, as I was telling people. And then once I told everyone, that's kind of when I think the reality kind of sunk in Mm -hmm. that night. Yeah. It was tough. I wish I had told people before. I really do. So what about this time? How early did you tell people? So I told people, um, a few people very early, like from the, the first, the positive pregnancy test. And I said like, please don't act excited or get excited. Or I just want to tell you, you know, like it was like hard for me. I didn't want to hear like, Oh my God. You know, I just, I felt very protective this time now of myself of not getting attached because with the 
that second pregnancy, I was like jumping ahead so far in my mind. Yeah, you're buying um, a minivan. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're going to get a minivan. We're going to have two kids. How are they going to fit in our apartment? You know, we were like, I'm like, I guess we'll order the bunk room. beds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was looking at like cribs and bunk beds and all the, yeah, exactly. I was doing the online research. I was jumping way ahead and I found that obviously made it harder. So for this time, I'm like, I kind of tried to stay more present and be like, this baby is only cells right now that are dividing. Like this isn't, you know, I tried to just like detach for a while until that kind of, that 12 week appointment. Then I yeah. felt a little bit more at ease. So you feel like your perception of your current pregnancy changed? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, take it much less for granted, but also, um, in, in a way. So it's like, I, I had my daughter before, so I've been through pregnancy. So I have less worries. Cause I'm kind of, you know, I've been through this at the same time. There's a, a underlying worry all the time where I'm like, something can go wrong at any time just because of that's what happened. And, you know, even though I'm later on now, I'm 21 weeks still, I, I find, I thought it would go away, but it's not really going away. I still have a a little bit of fear. So compared to your first pregnancy, which if you got pregnant and I'm, I'm just saying kind of my relationship to what you're saying in my own experience, mm-hmm. you know, I got pregnant again. I was really blessed, especially since I was what one would call an older mom. <laughs> I got pregnant <laughs> very quickly with all, I've been pregnant now four times with two kids. All they, they were very quick. So I mm. felt like I was pretty carefree with my first pregnancy. And then with my sec, like after the two miscarriages, yeah. It, my perception changed. Like I was more cautious. Would you describe that something similar? Um, in some ways I am more cautious, but for me, it's been almost like mentally more cautious or something like, yeah, not, like mentally, like not trusting it as much. Yes, exactly. Like every single, between every appointment, I am like terrified and I'm like, now I'm finally, you know, I feel movement more, which is comforting. Yes. But before that, before that I had a few days there around 18 weeks. I'm like, I haven't felt anything. There's probably something wrong. And it, yeah, I had to really like kind of talk myself out of it. Um, but yeah, my first pregnancy, totally. I got, we tried, I got pregnant. It was fine. And I just kind of thought, okay, this is how it goes. So I, I didn't have any of these. Also being my second child, I, I just know a lot more moms now and I've heard a lot more stories. So you kind of hear all these kind of scary stories. And I find yeah. that too. It's like, I know too much. Mm-hmm. So it makes it harder. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I talked myself into hysteria. I was by myself. I think mm-hmm. Shay must've been in preschool and it was probably around the same. Maybe it was like, is the baby was big enough that I'd feel movement, but I didn't feel movement. And mm-hmm. I just talked myself like, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole. Like I oh, just, yeah. <laughs> I talked myself into like, Oh my God, something's wrong. Like I was pushing the belly around. I was putting <laughs> I ice too. on top of the like, belly. I was starting to drink juice. Like yeah. it was pretty, maybe a five to ten minute downward spiral that felt yes. like hours. But mm-hmm. I had gone to a dark, dark place of like, oh, she's dead. Like I just yes. I really I talked to myself in like and then I had to talk myself out of it after Again, it was probably only five or ten minutes, but I was like pushing my belly. Like I did everything. She was probably asleep. (laughs) I did the same thing. I was pushing the belly. I'm like, come on, just wake up, wake up, give me a kick. Tell me to go away. (laughs) And and I think that's what happens when at times, 
you know, when one does go in a little, I don't want to use the word naive, but again, carefree. Yeah. And then you have a, a stumble or a bump or a disappointment. You know, I think going forward, it's hard to really trust. And, and I think you and I are not the only people that could mm-hmm. fall into this, like, what's going on? Like, I would suspect. Totally. Yeah. I almost called the doctor. I was almost like, oh, I yeah. to I go was, in and hear the heartbeat. <laughs> I was moments from calling my midwife, like, and rushing myself somewhere. I and I, I look online, there's, like, apps where you can hear the heartbeat. And I was like, that's probably not a good idea to use your phone to hear the heartbeat. But I almost <laughs> downloaded one. Like, oh yeah. No, no. I think, I think I actually ran into my bedroom. I actually have a stethoscope because I did this midwifery oh assistant training and I was trying with the stethoscope, which <laughs> for those that listen to me, okay, maybe it's just me, but I could not hear a heartbeat with a stethoscope, right, which right. is probably why there's a Doppler or an ultrasound. Yeah. So, sure. all right, so you and I, let's think about this for those listening. If you and I went through this, let's assume that many other people have done this. Yeah. What do we think would be helpful to tell the community? Uh, don't push your baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you think you could have done differently? Cause I'm trying to think like, what could I have done not to go down that path? Right. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure. If it's completely avoidable, if you've been through something traumatic, like a loss, I feel like there's going to be times where you get to that vulnerable place and it, and you're going to get scared. And maybe it is, I mean, maybe it is reaching out to your care provider if you really need that comfort or, mm-hmm. or just talking to a friend being like, okay, I'm spiraling. I'm going to this place and pull me out. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, like that communication helps. I, when I get stuck in that place in my head, it's like you said, it's a rabbit hole. And the only way I can get out is if someone else is helping me. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say if you have someone you trust, reach out with that to them and just tell them what, sometimes then you say it out loud and you're like, Oh, I think I'm being a little, a little dramatic. <laughs> yeah. I like that saying out loud. I think that's important. I also do think it's, I like your idea because again, you and I are both like moments from calling our care provider. Uh I think that's for those listening. I think if you need that reassurance, do it. That's what they're there for. Yeah, and if your and care provider, I'm sure they've heard it before. I'm oh, sure I'm sure. And if the care provider is getting annoyed with you, that's also a sign pretty early on that maybe that care provider is not the right one for you. Totally. Because yeah. they should be empathetic and supportive, especially if there was a loss, to hear where you're coming from. Yes. And that's why actually with my my current pregnancy, I switched care providers because of <gasps> how you? I was, um, how I felt I was treated during my miscarriage. It was really... Oh, let's talk about that because you know I'm very yeah. supportive. I'm very uh, proactive about making sure you're with a care provider that you share philosophy with. Because mm-hmm. if your care provider is not on board with supporting you in the way that you need to be, feel supported, it's going to affect your birth. So, yeah, talk to me a little bit about why you switched and how you found your new care provider. Yeah, I. Um, so the practice I was with had been highly recommended, and so I kind of previously the practice I was with. So I kind of went in being like, Oh, everyone says they're so great. So they're great. And I, um, I met with one of the doctors for just a regular appointment. Um, you know, the year before I was trying to conceive and I did, I have to, when I look back, I did get a weird feeling from day one, but I did not listen to myself. And I thought, Oh, well, people say this practice is great, you know? So I continued. And then, um, my experience with her was so awful during this whole thing from that first appointment where she's like, Hmm, I need someone else to come in here, you know, where she was confused and not communicating with me. 
to um, calling me the day before I, I had to get a, a DNC surgery to, um, to remove the baby. So she called me the night before and was like, hi, so here's what I'm doing tomorrow. And she just launched into the technicality of the DNC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. I didn't ask like, what, what's going on? I, and, and hearing that was like traumatizing. Cause that's not what I needed to hear at right. that point. I want, I wanted her to say like, so how are you? Do you have any questions for me? And, um, and they didn't give you another option for, they did. The so I, did they I offer did, you yes. the vacuum? So no, they didn't offer me the vacuum. No, that's what I had my midwife. Is that, did you, that's what I, my OB told me about the DNC and it was so like what you said, just like tomorrow you're going to get checked in. It's a surgery. You're not going to eat before at the, after this point, you're mm-hmm. going to go on. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget. I was with my one and a half year old at that point <laughs> by myself. Oh and my I God. called yeah. my midwife and she's like, nope, there's something called a vac. I think it was like a vacuum extraction. It's basically like an abortion, but they, but the baby had, you know, passed. So they kind of just suck mm. it out somehow. And I was fully awake. So you awake. didn't have to go under? No, I was fully awake. Oh, okay. So for listeners, wow. listeners, listeners out there that if this is something you may encounter, there are options. I didn't have to go under. I was fully awake. I did have a reaction to the cytotech. We now realize I'm allergic to it. Um, but oh. <laughs> that's a problem. But um, it was really <laughs> yeah. um, not very invasive. They just dilated my cervix and took some, some sort of vacuum and kind of sucked it out. My husband was there fully awake, left, left like wow. half an hour later. Yeah. And I think, I think it's good. I mean, and then there's also the option of waiting, waiting. for the My friend did to happen that. on its own. Yeah. She mm-hmm. said that got a little that problematic um, with the blood loss, but that is another option. Yes. I think, and it's such a personal decision. I think for me, I wanted to be knocked out. <laughs> like I was like, I, I just snuck me out. I don't want to know what's happening. Yeah. I didn't want to necessarily know what they were doing when I, yeah. you know, I kind of, that's how I felt, but I know everyone's going to experience it differently and say like, you know, cause it was then a surgery and I had to yeah. wonder and that, that recovery was tough. So, so, so you realized at that point that she wasn't particularly, um, appealing to your softer side <laughs> And no. at, at which point then did you just like, did you break up with her or just not go back to her? What happened after that? Well, what happened? I called the practice. I said, hi, I want to switch doctors within your practice because oh, so I you stayed met another practice. No, oh, okay. oh, they no. said we don't, they don't allow that. They do not allow you to switch doctors within their practice, which oh. I thought was so strange. Have you heard that before? Um, no, but I haven't really inquired about that. So I didn't realize, right. I mean, cause I guess when I think about people that go in for a birth situation, they know they're going to get any doctor and they're going to see multiple doctors. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that say you like, um, uh, my doctor, Dr. Harry Lee, he's with a bigger practice with like Dr. Jew and Dr. Moritz. Um, I didn't know that should I decide for whatever reason, I didn't want to see Dr. Lee that I couldn't switch. No, I didn't know that. Well, that, that with the, the new practice I'm at, which I found from inquiring to different people in the neighborhood and, um, actually asking Caprice, one of your teachers and, um, they let you switch and you know, whoever you want to see, but for, for whatever reason, the previous practice, they were like, Oh, they, they actually sent me an email about it. And I showed my husband, he goes, huh, this seems to be about money. Like they, it's like, they didn't want 
Hmm. Or maybe a lot of people want to switch from this doctor. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they have to, to make a policy. Yeah. Oh, my I'm goodness. I'm not sure. But that's what I, I, when they said that, I said, really? I can't switch? Okay. I'm, and then I just, yeah, basically I just, I found a new practice and I, I pieced out. So when you found that new practice, did you interview them or how did you realize they'd be a good fit for you? Um, so again, this was all, this was a referral, but, um, this was from Caprice who had been at, she's a, a doula. So she attended births that they'd done. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, that's a good perspective. Um, and then I just kept hearing their name. So I did, I went in, um, kind of for an interview, but also just, it was after the miscarriage, I was like flipping out and thinking there was something wrong with me and I'd, I'd never be pregnant again. And I was just, you know, spiraling. And I met with one of the doctors. She was so comforting and I didn't feel like I was being rushed and she was actually listening to me. So I said, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Um, it was also, it's also a all female practice and that's, there's something really nice about that for me. That's, I, I prefer that kind of the, the female energy, um, mm-hmm. with this, these kind of appointments. Um, so I've met almost all the doctors now and I've felt really comfortable with all of them. Cause that's so. going to reflect how they are with you ongoing, you know, you know, during yes. your pregnancy, your prenatal appointments, and then also during your birth, are they going to rush you? Are they going to listen mm-hmm. to you? Are they going to respect what you're asking and they're going to respect your wishes? So I think those early meetings say quite a bit about how they practice. And I love that you decided peace out. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, guys. Bye. Yeah. I, I'm like, you probably won't even realize I left. <laughs> cause you know, it's, it was strange. I felt like even when she saw me, like she didn't recognize me. It, it was weird. So the interpersonal skills weren't there. So with this, it's like, yeah, I just feel so much more comfortable. And it, it's also a lesson. Like I wish I had trust my instinct at the beginning. So I, I would say to anyone listening, if you have a weird feeling about your care provider, listen to that. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially it's also, it's easier to switch earlier on in your pregnancy. Yes. So because it does see what else, who else is out there. Yeah. Right. Well, given that you work with new parents and young children, mm-hmm. how do you think your loss affected your work and then being pregnant again? Yeah. Well, the, so I had the DNC on a Thursday and I was teaching that Saturday. Oh goodness. And I was, yeah, <laughs> I was, not only was I teaching, it was a birthday party for a two-year-old, oh. which requires like an incredible amount of energy. Weren't you still and bleeding? I, I was, yes, I was. And I was, I, so I live on 82nd street. This was on 73rd and I couldn't even walk there. Um, but, and I, I I knew I was like, okay, I can have someone else do this, but it's like, I knew this little girl and she'd been excited about her party. And I know what it's like to, you know, to be attached to your teacher when you're two. And so I had an assistant come help me and I didn't tell her why, but I was like, can you just, you know, help me do the poses and um, so part of, I mean, it, that was rough, but I was also like, I, I want to do this. I need to do this. But it was like, you know, I was like seconds from crying every second. Cause I'm, you know, around all these kids and then people have their babies there. So that was hard for a long time. Like teaching little kids, seeing other pregnant women, seeing yeah. them with siblings. It's, it almost, I told a friend, I was like, it's almost like every time I I see something like that. It's like a bullet. It's like hits me again. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, um, so that, that was really hard for a while. Um, but I mean, I feel, I feel really blessed because a few months later I was able to conceive again and, um, this pregnancy has been going well. So that's been, 
that's helped me move on a little bit in that regard and not get stuck in that, uh, all those feelings. Um, but now teaching well, now I'm 21 weeks and I'm like trying to do snake pose. I can't lay on my belly. No, and I'm like, no. I'm glad you realized that. I would have yeah. put it as, like, no. as one of your teachers at prenatal yoga center to no, don't, don't squish do the baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's but a I pretty good can't. rule across the board. Don't squish the baby. <laughs> don't squish the baby. Yeah. That just feels wrong. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Or like, you know, I'm, I'm usually like jumping like a frog and doing, you know, I can't do that stuff right now. Like I can't, it doesn't feel right. Well, you shouldn't, you, maybe you could, but and you I shouldn't. shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> So that I've actually decided like a few of my classes, I'm going to pause for a little bit. That's the benefit of it being my own business. And then a few, I'm, I've started hiring more teachers. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm like training people and having them assist me so I could gradually pass off other classes because yeah, yeah, physically right now, I'm like, I think come the new year, I want to just take a pause from teaching because it's enough chasing my two-year-old around all day. You know, it's like. I just need a little bit of physical break, but I'm happy to be able to run the business, you know, the administrative side and support my teachers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think that will really help you grow. Also, having, you know, your, grow your company, having more people mm-hmm. and then stepping back and being the director. Yeah. Letting go a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, what advice, if any, or support that you received around the time of your miscarriage that you felt was helpful and would you share it? Yeah. I remember... Um, I read one blog, um, her name's Christina Kuzmich and she's like a mom blogger and she makes videos and she was open. She actually also lost a twin pregnancy. Um, and she said, let people take care of you. Like if someone wants to come watch, if you have other children, if they want to come watch your children, let them, if someone wants to bring you a, a meal, let them do it. If someone wants to come, you know, clean up your living room, whatever it is, like accept that support and whatever support is around you. And I found that helpful. I had to, cause I really, it's usually hard for me to ask for help, but I was like, I'm just gonna let my family help me. Let my friends help me. I was blessed to have a lot of people around, um, and kind of let go a little also let go of the guilt. I'm like, yes, I'm going to put on Peppa Pig for <laughs> a while because I can't like, I just, you know, emotionally, I can't do it right now. So I like, I'm like, I'm not going to feel guilty about putting on the TV more or, you know, doing what I have to do to just kind of trudge through it and work my way through it. So that's what I would say, accept help. And if, if you don't have help, ask for help because you're going to need that emotional and physical support too, you know, for, for a long time after. I totally agree. I think there is, we have put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially I would say the main caregiver, often the mother about the kind of, you know, not putting screen time in. And sometimes we just Mm -hmm. need that. Sometimes you just need that yes. space because I think you can be a better parent if you're not run down. Like think if you didn't do that and you were trying to, you know, do all the activities that you had once done and you were not in the emotional place to do it, you're better off, you know, giving yourself and your daughter that space so that you could nourish and take care of yourself. Cause the 
quality of care you're going to give probably would not have been as good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any harm in, in, you know, screen time in those times where you just, you need a break. They, they need a break and yeah, I didn't and it think serves it everyone. Be good for her. It's yeah. exactly. It does. Do you have any words of wisdom for someone going through a miscarriage healing time right now? Um, I, you know, it's just tough. It's really hard and, um, you kind of just have to go through it. So I, it's funny. I was just reading my daughter a book. Um, we're going on a bear hunt, this classic book. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh no, there's a river. And they say like, we can't go over it. We can't go under it. We have to go through it. And they keep saying that about different obstacles. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is life. I'm like, yeah. like with my miscarriage, I could, you can't go over the grief. You can't go under it. You really, unfortunately you have to trudge through it. Yeah. Um, so my advice is to, to try to feel what you're feeling. That doesn't mean I didn't drink a lot of wine during that time. (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling it. it. (laughs) Yeah, but it helped me. So like, be kind to yourself. If you need the wine, if you need chocolate, if you, whatever it is. Chocolate and wine. Chocolate and wine, even better. Um, but my advice is to try to not deny what you're feeling because in my experience being able to sit in it and be like, yeah, this is horrible, but I I need to get through this. Um, Mm -hmm. I think ultimately helped me. And you know what? It even comes up now. The grief still, it comes back every now and then it will hit me in different times. Um, and just like accepting it and being kind to yourself saying there's no timeline to grief. Mm -hmm. You're not like, Oh, this many months passed and now I have a healthy baby. So I should feel better it might take a while. So, and it might keep coming up for you every year at that time. Yes. I found that when the due date passed, um, even when I hear people pregnant with twins, you know, little reminders, you think, you think about them. I love your advice. I call that, I have these weird sayings that pop in my mind. I call that playing in the mud when you have Mm -hmm. to get through. And I've had some (laughs) challenges in my life and I just, you know, have to play in the mud and get through it because it will erupt at other times. Like those feelings don't just go away. They're in your system, in your being. And unless you process them, they're going to come up probably at the most inconvenient time. So yeah, probably when you're around other people and you start crying out of nowhere. Yeah. It's going to pop up. It's going to come up. Kind of like a zit. So (laughs) (laughs) I go up and bolt. Where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah, So I love that play in the mud and just kind of get through it. So I want to shift gears. So as a parent, what was Mm -hmm. the most valuable, valuable advice you received when pregnant? Um, well, I think of what I heard at PYC all the time, which was to advocate for myself, Yay. Um, which I think that played into this whole situation where I was like, this doesn't seem right. I want another ultrasound. Like, where else can I go? You know, had I not asked for that, they probably would have been like, see you at 12 weeks, you know, or yeah. whatever. Um, and I wouldn't have known. Um, so that's a big one to advocate, ask questions. Even after my daughter was born with breastfeeding, I I had learned at PYC, like just ask for help. So I'm like, is there a lactation consultant? And I, I buzzed the nurses constantly. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. You know, they're not necessarily going to jump and help. And, but if you ask, you're going to get more help. So, uh, I think the big one is to just take ownership and say like, this is, this is my baby. This is my pregnancy. No one knows this baby as well as I do. And and ask if you need something. Yeah. Cause um, no one's going to live your life for you and make it easy. Like, you, no, know, you, no. you know, you got, I love that. Like 
you got to ask for help and you have to take ownership of your life and your child and your difficulties and your joys, you know? So, because no one's going to, most likely no one's going to try to make things necessarily easier for you. So we got to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what advice would you like to share with new and expected parents? I love the advice I've gotten, which is everything is a phase. Ah, yeah. Everything. So that goes for pregnancy when you're like in your third trimester and you think you're going to be pregnant forever and it feels (laughs) like it's going on forever. It's a phase. It's going to pass. Newborn stage feels like forever. You're never going to get through it. You're never going to sleep again. It does pass. You know, now I'm in the the two-year stage where we've got tantrums and we have the testing and I just keep, when I get really upset, I'm like, you know what, this feels permanent, but it's not, it's going to change. And then there's probably going to be something else that's hard, but everything does pass. So just keeping that in mind, especially in those moments where you feel like it really does feel like forever. Sometimes you're like, I'm stuck. This isn't changing. Um, it will eventually. And then you'll look back and say, Oh yeah, I remember that. That was rough, you know, but, um, you move on and you keep going. Oh, I love all your, all your thoughts and all your advice. Where can people find you and your work? So I've got, um, for my kids yoga company, it's gem yoga NYC. It's J E M my initials yoga NYC. Yeah. (laughs) I never put that together. I was like, where did that come from? (laughs) All right. Now I get it. (laughs) And it actually happens to also be my, my name combined with my daughter is Emily. So I liked that (laughs) too. Um, I thought it was more about that because I knew your name obviously. And I knew your daughter's Um, name. I'm like, got it. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So Gem Yoga, I'm on Instagram, Gem Yoga NYC. I'm on Facebook. Um, and then my blog is um, liftedintotheworld.com. Uh, that was named after um, when I had to schedule a C-section with my daughter because she was breech. I, I spoke oh, with someone yeah. who comforted me that. and said, she said, you know, some babies just want to be lifted into the world. And I remember those words just stuck with me. So that's the name of my motherhood blog. If you want oh, to see I that. Do, yeah. I'll put that in our show notes. And I remember that very much from your first yes. of, of your surrendering. Like you did everything you could to try to turn everything. that baby. <laughs> and then there's a matter of surrendering. And, and I think that's great advice to share with new parents too. Like, mm-hmm you know, surrender, you know, it doesn't mean that you just are helpless or just kind of lay there, but you know, there's times where our pure will and force doesn't make things happen. And sometimes we have to just soften and surrender and watch as things unfold. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like, okay, this baby knows something I don't, and I need to let it go. And she was, and she was lifted into the world, she into was. some loving arms and some very yes. happy parents. Oh, well, thank you so much for spending some time. And for those that are in the New York area, um, we do have Jessica's classes at PYC. In fact, um, soon, because I just saw a couple registrations come through. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I think that's December 11th, I want to say. I don't know. Um, I just looked, and I'm like, oh, look, two more registered. Yay. So great. <laughs> this comes out before <laughs> then, and you want to do some yoga with your little one, um, check out the, the website, the Prenatal Yoga Center website. Yeah, it's called um, Storytime Yoga, and it's great for 
babies six months and up to toddlers of three years old. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for spending some time and for sharing your story. It is brave and courageous and heartfelt that you opened up to help other people and to tell your story. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thanks so much. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.